Welcome to Season 9 of Retrain Your Brain for Success with me, psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. This season is a special guest season where I get inspired by the ideas and innovations from well-being experts and advocates, as well as reflect with them on their experiences and how they have been able to dig deep within themselves in order to flourish. Today, I'm talking with health and wellness coach, Jamie Ray, who advocates an approach to health which is holistic and covers mind, body, and spirit. Welcome to Retrain Your Brain, Jamie. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Now, listeners, Jamie's passion is to help people live an entirely happy and energized life by looking at their health as a whole. He is especially devoted to supporting people with long-term illnesses, notably HIV, cancer, and autoimmune diseases because of his own experience with HIV and cancer. Jamie is able to truly understand and empathize with the difficulties and pressures that ongoing health concerns can have on the body, the mind, and the spirit. And his mantra is, with balance comes harmony, and with harmony comes happiness. So it's such a pleasure to chat with you. Jamie, your website states that it was your diagnoses that led you on a spiritual journey to better mind, better body. What inspired you to land on yoga and health coaching? My yoga history goes back about 12 years. I've always practiced yoga at various studios. I also had a juice business. So at the time where the the, the green juices were like taking off, I was one of the first to have these little pop-up juice bars inside yoga studios studios and gyms and that's kind of where it all started and I just thought actually there's something in this this kind of healthy living you know looking after what you put in your mouth as well as looking after your mind and your your breathing and moving your body the juice bar kind of folded actually after about five years I decided to let that go and then I trained as a yoga teacher and that was four years ago I trained as a yoga teacher and I started teaching full-time But it was particularly, as you mentioned in my little bio at the beginning, it was particularly when my health took a turn that I realised how important actually. And it was a little bit like, um, okay, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. So I'm really going to have to try this stuff that I've been preaching and teaching for so long. Actually, now it was hitting me and I was really unwell. And I thought, okay. And I did. I, I I ran a half marathon while I was having chemotherapy. I did yoga every single day. I was doing breath work every day. I used visualization techniques. I used a whole range of techniques to keep me balanced. Not so much the treatment or and the cancer was having its effect, although it did, but I felt it was the anxiety and the stress that was causing me even more issues. When you're faced with a, with a cancer diagnosis, and it's something I never expected to have, I was pretty healthy, and it was off the back of, of, of being HIV positive that I had, this, it was Kaposi sarcoma. Um, it is something that is related to, to being HIV positive. So I never expected to get this, but when you do, I think it just, you, you're either in two camps, aren't you? You either, in my, the way I see it, you either hit it head on and you do everything you can to, to become a better you, a stronger you, a fitter you, or you let it kind of take over. And I, my, I never, ever, ever wanted to become a victim in it. And it was the biggest thing that I remember thinking is I'm going to really power through. So I decided, right, I'm going to run because running for a start, just when you're out on the open road, how it clears your mind is just one of the most amazing things. You are so passionate and it's lovely. I'm getting that energy from you. But I guess when some of your clients come to you, they may not be in that position to to do that. So how do you how do you support them in the early stages, the initial stages of 
being able to change that mindset? Everyone is different. And I've had clients that come. I've been, I've been working with a client recently, a 75-year-old man with stage four cancer. And he, he is one of the most positive people I've ever met. And actually, surprisingly, I do tend to get the people that are more on that, that way. Because I think if they're looking for a coach, they're generally at the point where they're going to try anything. So I have to say, I tend to get more people that are really open. And I have had a couple of people that struggle, absolutely. And I think we just take it in very, very small increments. And you just, you just let them develop at their own pace and you're there as their support system and and there to to guide them gently but really it comes from them and I think they are the ones that tailor their path and ultimately create this healthier happier person. I know that we often talk about the benefits of yoga and mindfulness and breathing and all of those things but your focus really is as much as on that but on rehabilitation and because I hadn't come across that before would you mind telling me a little bit more about how you use it for the rehabilitative purposes so I've been doing it in in my company for a while but I just also wanted to mention another company that I have now been consulting with and working with called Wellness Moves and they specifically work with disabled people with the disabled community so this has been a new thing for me but I thought this was quite it's, the way you, you pose that question is, is is really interesting because this is where I've I've changed I've changed quite a few things and I've I've developed the way I teach through working with disabled people because we take it for granted being able-bodied at certain things but actually people should be allowed to have the same benefits the same that we all do and I noticed in lockdown that there was a lot of the Joe Wicks exploded this online kind of phenomenon of exercise and and this this lady that approached me to work with her was like what happened to all the disabled people where normally we would be able to get out and meet in groups and all of a sudden there was nothing there there for us chair yoga is one of the most beautiful ways to get you back because we will start with some with some meditations and guided meditations and we'll do some breath work which breath work is amazing if we just breathe properly we are doing yoga and it's as simple as that like it really is and then just gentle movements things you can do sat in the chair that people can't get up and down from the floor but we can stretch our body from a seated position and I think over the last six months working more with disabled people again I've just thought wow really this practice can be for anybody rehabilitation Mm. this is a perfect way to get into something where you perhaps I've been through surgery or you've had something that's really, really knocked you off your feet. That's something I recognise myself when I was teaching because you always have to be aware of different needs. Because you're catering to everybody's individualities, suddenly you think, actually, my teaching has improved because of that. And that's a wonderful place to get to. What would you advise somebody who is a beginner? They want to try it, but, you know, they are scared about balancing, being flexible, falling over, looking silly, all of those things. What I've learned over time and what I always try and teach my students is that it it isn't about touching touching your toes. Yoga is not about touching your toes. Yoga is more than that. It's it's a way of living. And it isn't a fitness class. It really is about being kind to yourself, being kind to others, quieting the mind. And and it's about self-discovery more than anything else, along with your breathing techniques and your meditation. So really, there's nothing in there that's that's frightening. Perhaps the most frightening thing is sitting still. That's something that's very powerful to hear you say that, because I reflect on that and I think you're absolutely right. And I know that when I've tried yoga in the past, just doing a YouTube video or something, I've gone a bit, oh, oh, I, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And actually, I think you're right. I think it is because I have been afraid to sit still 
and breathe into it. That's a very powerful point. So as it's a way of life, which I think is such a lovely philosophy, how could you advise us maybe to build some of that practice into our everyday lives? So we don't necessarily need to take the formality of a class, but we still get those benefits. Waking up first thing in the morning and taking five minutes for yourself is the best thing before you jump into your day. And we all do it. Let's be honest. We all grab our phone first thing in the morning, check our emails. Like if you can just get out of that habit and spend the first five minutes just sitting quietly with yourself. If you want to pop the kettle on, sit with a cup of tea. But rather than doing things and being stimulated by everything you actually just take because when we wake up first thing in the morning is the best time because we're really receptive to be able to sit quietly and I always say to health coaching clients if you can meditate first thing in the morning for five ten minutes and then in the evening so you kind of start your day with a meditation then you sign your day off with a meditation you're kind of winning those are the two great ways to do it so as simple as that just just sitting with yourself maybe put a nice smell and I'm really into my essential oils my doTERRA essential oils so I'll pop something in my atom and sometimes I'll do breath work techniques where I actually inhale the the scent so if I want to open my my senses I'll use peppermint and I'll sit and do that and I'll just breathe for five minutes and it sounds so simple but who does it who actually just gets up and sits and is present and breathes we just don't do it that's so true so what if I'm doing this I've got my atomizer on I'm sitting and I'm breathing but these thoughts I must check my email. I must do this for work. I've got this deadline to meet. How do we get through that? How do we tell those thoughts to stay out of our heads? We we talk a lot about acceptance. We talk a lot about surrendering. We talk a lot about, we're never going to push our thoughts away. We have to accept that our thoughts are there. And I think anybody that tells you to ignore your thoughts is, we all know that's really hard to do. Let's be honest. So I think it's more about acceptance of who we are where we are right now and allowing them to come in and then just steering your focus back to the matter in hand if that's breath work or meditation but the key is never to get angry with yourself or or reprimand yourself because it's just not healthy so I think just allowing things to be as they are and over time you're going to get better like anything it's a practice right and I think the more you practice the mind will get quieter it is all about self-love isn't it self-love self-awareness knowing your boundaries funny enough I've been talking to my partner today about there's a new opportunity for a slightly different angle with work and I know that is going to bring me quite a lot of stress and I have to start questioning is this going to be worth it because of what I've been through over the past three years I'm even more hyper aware of it when I get run down because my immune system isn't as strong as, as others it really hits me hard. So I think you have to be really aware of your boundaries and how far you can go. And I think that kind of self-love and that self-healing, sometimes people, what does that actually mean? It actually means just being honest with yourself, I think, and recognising when you can push a little bit more and when actually you need to say no. And when you need to say, no, I need to take care of myself. And this isn't about me getting to the next level in my job. This is actually about what is best for me as a person, as a whole, not just for my career. In most societies, we're just so geared to climbing up the ladder. And I think that's that's really not everything. Yeah, I think you're so right. And it's about accepting that that's okay, that we can do that just for us. And it's not to do with getting a title or getting an award. It's just for who we are because we're allowed to be who we are. Exactly. And so, Jamie, how can we find out more about you? The first place would be my website, which is jamierayWellness.com. 
and then also on Instagram, which is Jamie Ray Wellness and the same on Facebook. I'm also running, which is quite exciting. It's my very first retreat and I'm running a retreat from the 5th to the 7th of October, just outside Tunbridge Wells at the most amazing place called Fair Oak Farm. And I'm teaming up with the Wellness Foundry, who is actually my fiance as well. And he runs the most amazing company. He works as a, a professional psychic and tarot reader. He runs intuitive courses and does an amazing things. He's really flourished. So the two of us have decided, right, we're going to team up and we are running our first First three-day retreat we're already 75% sold out so if people are interested drop me a message and you can see that on our website the page is there slash retreats jamie wellness slash retreats oh that's amazing and actually just whilst i've still got you can you tell me a little bit more about the intuitive work that you do because it's got a reputation of being a bit woo woo but i do believe that anything that helps anybody that helps ground them that helps focus them it's important if something speaks to you use what works absolutely you're so right we we all have intuitive abilities we just we we don't listen to them and we suppress them and it can be as simple as walking into a room and just knowing instinctively that And I get this in my yoga classes. I walk in and I just think, "Mm, this isn't going to be right. The class isn't going to be quite right today. And either people have brought the wrong energy to the class and you just feel it. You feel it. And often as an empath as well, and I do pick up on things, I can leave a class feeling sometimes quite unwell because I've taken on other people's energy, you know? So it's really important. One of the first things we learn in intuitive practices is how to ground and protect. And if you can ground, and this goes for anybody. And again, I know this whole woo-woo thing, but I tell you, since I've been grounding and protecting this stuff, these I used to get quite severe headaches if I'd been into a room that didn't quite serve me. Now that doesn't happen so much because I'm more grounded and it can be as simple as feet on the ground imagine those roots going into the earth and straight away you're connecting to something that's deeper and bigger than us you know yes yes and and you are literally touching something solid and that in itself is important I mean just picking up on on something you said when it comes to feeling the energy People, we talk about this in business all the time. This is reading a room. And it's something that all of us need to get in touch with. We need to get in touch with our gut instinct. We need to get in touch with that moment where we think, oh, someone not not that keen, not that sure. Because I think that will really serve us. And, And this just sounds like something that will heighten that facet, that ability. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... It's not like it used to be. I think there is this reputation of it being a little bit kind of end of the pier. And actually, if you, my partner's website, the Wellness Foundry and what the work he does, because he's come from a fashion background, he's this trendy young man and he's come into this industry because he has a skill and he's, he's able to do these readings and he is very psychic. And he is, I feel like he's carving out this slightly different way of being and actually the clients that come to him are people that perhaps wouldn't normally go to that that kind of maybe that older person that has got that kind of magic ball. You know, it's not like that. It is more about these understanding yourself, your intuition, letting that be your guide. Please, to anybody that's listening, don't dismiss intuitive work. I think it can have great, great value. Definitely. I think this calls for another conversation at a later point. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh, Jamie, amazing. Thank you very, very much for joining me. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Loved every minute. And that's all we have time for. But for more positive psychology exercises, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang Tools to Drive. 
my website, www.draudreyt.com, where you can also purchase copies of my books. Or alternatively, join me on NLive Radio, Tuesdays, 9pm, in the Wellbeing Lounge.